2024 is here, and we are back here with Chase and Birdies. Mr. Peppy, what's up, baby? You accepted the challenge. Congratulations. Did I, I did good, right? You did very good, very good. Out with the old, in with the new. 2023 is gone. Handicap restarts. Not really. <laughs> but uh, we got a new year. 2024 set some goals. Hopefully you achieve them. Um, and today's episode is brought to you by Red Vanley. So go check them out at redvanley.com. I know I've packed a few things for the golf trips coming up. I'm excited to... To, to wear them in the sunny Florida weather and um, yeah man so go check them out I can't I can't stand it it's like we already got a golf trip we already got two golf trips this month yeah yeah in January and we're back S- resetting the handicap did, did I see you driving with a handicap parking pass by the way in my car yeah yeah so with the back hurting you this yeah. is a joke by the way this is a joke I'm just kidding just kidding giggles you have a good uh you have a good christmas bud great christmas with the kids it's awesome seeing it through through their eyes and and all that jazz and living through them so we had a blast parker got a new set of golf clubs from grandma and pappy there we go um and my man's got his name on his bag so he thinks he's like a pga tour player right now yeah parker um yeah so uh and i'm really excited for the new year man just uh everything starts from zero in our world and both of our professions um so i'm excited for it and i'm ready to get after it i um i didn't really get anything golf related for christmas but i was stoked to give my dad his gift i bought him the stack speed Mm -hmm. training device and my dad i mean he's walking around he's got a brand new knee you know and he's still out there brand new on clouds Uh, brand new on clouds i mean he looks like a whole new man he's slim and trim now he just needs to get a little bit more speed or at least have the ability to have some more speed. So the stack system, I've been using it. It's freaking awesome. I mean, it's so good. So um, that's the only golf-related thing that I had come my way or out of my way for Christmas. But PGA Tour starting up this month, the full swing. And, you know, last week, speaking of golf, we saw HV3 get, get a Dewey. I mean, but can you just get a driver? Double the limit. Point Double the, I mean, it's easy to do, so it's you can't easy fault to do, him. But, 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 I mean, you got to, how much money to get in this deal? 100 million, 150 million, whatever it is, he's got enough to have a driver. Yeah, get but yourself you got to understand, some of these people, and I'm doing myself, you have a couple, and you're like, oh, I could just shoot down there and have it, you know, pop over there, and pop over here, and next thing you know, you're, you're in a bad place. And uh, so, hopefully... He gets everything back to normal for him. I mean, he's got kids. He's got a wife. So uh, let's be a little careful, HV3, and everyone out there. So let's just be careful. I wonder what he was driving. I, when he was at the Greenbrier, he was driving this black Ford pickup truck. It was lifted. It looked pretty monstrous, but that'd be, I don't know. Well, that must be Double tough for limit. him to get in. I mean, a little short, but mm-hmm. you understand that. I do. Yeah, whatever. Um, but no, man, it's, it's good to be back. We got another season in front of us here, another golf season coming up, another season of podcasting. Hopefully we get some good guests this year. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we'll see what happens. I'm really pumped up. You've been putting some effort into this two man event in July. So thanks for that, bud. Hey, no problem, my man. Today's guest though, Courtney Lee, 
golf addict, NBA -er, turned golf junkie, loves to have a few cocktails on the course. So you guys probably would hit it off. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool story though. I mean, he played really quite cool. a while. Yeah, really cool. He played a long, long NBA career, and and he knows it, and he had a great NBA career, made money, and now he can enjoy the fruits of his labor. Right, play golf every day, and he, like he said, his biggest regret was not playing golf when he was in the NBA. Yeah, because he could have played in these other cities and all these other courses. But it's nice to see that he got the golf bug, and he is being he just wants it. Yeah, man. So. Without further ado, let's roll this bad boy over to Courtney Lee here on Chasing Birdies. All right, guys, we're back here this week for a new episode of Chasing Birdies. And we are joined today by another former baller, Courtney Lee on the podcast here today joining us. The former NBAer is now a golf addict. I love it. My man, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. It's crazy you say addict because I just finished playing 18 at uh country club of Orlando, bro so <laughs> wrapped it up today got my kick and so i'm chilling now isn't it though like you just get that fix yes yeah, it's, it's crazy man never in my 36 years of life before i picked up the club would i ever watch golf like ever play golf but then something just clicked to where it was just like bro i can't put these clubs down what was it though yeah. Man, you know what? What really got me into golf, bro? I went to golf. Uh, what is it called? Uh, Top golf with a couple people, and these are dudes that I play basketball with here and there. Mm -hmm. that I, when we play pickup, I dominate them. But then when we was at Top Golf and I couldn't hit the ball, and they thought it was the funniest shit in the world, and it was driving me crazy being a competitor. So I was like, you know what? I, I was like, give me a month to be able to like get the feel for it, and I'd be able to hit the ball, whatever, just to be good to go to Top Golf. But during that process, bro, I went to the golf course and was kicking it with play with people and drinking, playing music, having a good time. And then you can bet on stuff. Like I said, being a competitor, I all that adrenaline rush from being in the locker room back. So I was like, damn it, I love this sport. Yeah, it's uh, it's great. It's, the it's problem awesome. is, it is. I mean, you you're in Florida, so you you get the ability to do that whenever you want, really, because of the weather. Oh, yeah, I'm year around with it, dog. Like, today was at least, like, 78 degrees, though, so it was perfect That's for nice. golf. This must be nice. Yeah, 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 we, we don't, you, we don't have that. Where are y'all at? Y'all uh, up north? I'm in Pittsburgh, and he's in Morgantown, West Virginia. Okay, yeah, yeah, man. So uh, the only downfall in Florida, bro, we just get random rain throughout the day. So it might rain for five minutes for no reason. Yeah, it's refreshing. Up, but it's refreshing. Yeah. So the only problem with the rain is it gets my cigar wet, then we got a little bit of issues, but we'll relight another one. Yeah, hundred percent. Did you have you seen that video on the internet of, of that dude that took his wife to Top Golf and she like fell off? Like it was on like social media. She fell off the top deck down to dude. the bottom deck, oh or some God. shit like I, that. I don't know if I've seen that one, but I've seen a few videos of people falling into the net, man. It's just like, yeah, Jesus. <laughs> what a dummy. See, that's the cool thing about Top Golf, though. Like for some people who don't get golf or never really played golf, they can get in there and yuck it up and have a good time, and then they might fall in love with the game. I don't know. Kind of like what happened to you. Exactly what happened to me. We have a mutual awesome. friend in, in Jim that introduced us from Red Vanley, so we got to give him a, a, a thank you for that introduction because probably wouldn't have talked to God, you otherwise. Jim and Andrew, shout out to my guys. We yeah, just had great. Andrew on last week. So 
telling his story about Red Vanley. Their gear is really sick, though. I will I will say that. But yeah, I mean, the boys over Red Vanley are killing it right now. So, um, again, thank you to them for introducing us to you. Uh, for golf, where do you play out of? Are you in Orlando? Yeah, I, well, I'm actually in Winter Park, Florida, but it's, it's pretty much Orlando, man. So today I played Country Club of Orlando, but I'm a member at the Ritz, Bella Kalina, and on the waiting list at Interlocking. But, I mean, you have... Mm. You got Alworth, you got Bay Hill, you got Concessions, you got the Four Seasons, you got Lake Nona. It's so many different courses, man. And y'all probably know once you like golf and you golf with different people that are members of different courses, you got your own different group chats and you just text when everybody's playing. So you just rotate courses. Mm. Oh, yeah. I'm really good at that. Yeah, yeah it's this, the best. I'm we, really, really good uh, at that. I've played that a few times, man. That is a freaking awesome track. That oh, is a beautiful. great track. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, we're getting, we're getting a chance to go over to Grove 23 in a couple weeks. Uh, so we're going to peg it up over there, man. We hear good things about it. You ever play? Oh, shit. I'm, I'm supposed to go tomorrow, but it's supposed to rain. So oh. I actually, uh, I play with this. I play with, with Jeff and, and Marcus Jordan a lot. Uh, Jeff's a member at, uh, Bella Kalina and, and the Ritz along with myself. So we play a lot and, uh, we played, we played the Ritz, what, two days ago and we were setting to go to, to Grove tomorrow, but it says 90% chance of rain throughout the morning. So might have to cancel that, but the course itself, bro, it's, it's a great time, bro. As far as like that feel of like the hangout and like seeing who's who, like it's, it's always dope to go in there. And, uh, MJ's tea time is always around 10 to 10 30 every day when he's in town. So you always see him. We always eat breakfast with him, and then you see him afterwards smoking a cigar and just chopping it up. So can't can't match those vibes anywhere else, man. I think our tea times are between ten and ten thirty two, so that's fine. Yeah, so he'll definitely if he's in town, he's definitely there. But I can't. We're, we're supposed to play thirty six on Friday and then eighteen Saturday, so it should be fun, man. And we're actually coming down to Orlando, uh, January twenty first Sunday to play with uh, Jim. From Red Valley, okay, yeah, PGA he, he show. yeah, he mentioned that, but they have uh this this LPGA tournament that uh, that's hosted at Lake Norton, the Hilton Grand Invitational, which I played in it last year, and it's around that time. Last year it was the nineteenth to the twenty fourth. I think they're trying to do it a little earlier. So I played in that event, and I told Jim whenever he's down here, man, if at the days if it aligns, so we can get out there and play. That'd be dope. Um. So 2008, man, you were a first rounder in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know what? I, I always said this and I'll say it again. It doesn't matter how you got there, when you got there. The fact is you got there and, and obviously being in a first round, it's pretty dope. So, um, you know, you had a pretty, pretty phenomenal career in the NBA and that's not something to be taken lightly. But looking back on it, you know, is it, uh, do you feel fulfilled now that you're retired? Like, hey, you know what? I, I did it. I did the best I had and, and had a successful career. You feel fulfilled with that? Oh, 100%. I feel like I, uh, I succeeded to the best of my abilities because it's, it's kind of crazy, man. Like when you go from middle school, high school to college, like being athletic and being talented, like you're the best player on those teams. But then when you get to the NBA, it's just like, bro, these dudes are, are different, like level of monsters. So I went from being – like the guy on on every team to being a role player and which 80 80 85% maybe even 90% of the NBA are role players mm-hmm. like you have those special players those are your stars go to guys but as far as me being able to play 13 years man as being a role player even with like a lot of adversity like being traded 
some crucial plays and just being able to stick with it in the last 13 years. So I think I've definitely exceeded past expectations. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to play with a lot of the good ones too, in terms of, you know, in that career, in that early, you know, the late 2000s. I mean, it was it was loaded back then. Uh, yeah, well, man, now it was, is. <laughs> you know what's crazy, bro? I was golfing with somebody the other day, man, and they was like, uh, did you play? Did you?" They asked me, did I play against Charles Oakley? And I'm just like, well, <laughs> well damn, how old do you think I am? <laughs> no, nah, I didn't play against Charles Oakley, bro. But, yeah, it's crazy, man. The, the, the list of teammates that I have, bro, from Dwight Howard, uh, even that whole team, man, Hito Turkoglu's, Rashard, Jameer, Ray Frawson. Then uh, I went was Devin Harrison, Brooke Lopez. Then I had Yao Ming, Shane Battier. Uh, yeah. Who else was on that team? Marcus Camby was a, was a veteran on that team. Uh, then the KG, Paul Pierce, Jason Terry, yeah. Rondo. Jeez. Uh, Mark Gasol, Randolph. Carmelo Anthony, Kristaps Porzingis, Derek Rose, and then finished with Dirk and Luca. So uh, how you doing? Yeah, I, had, yeah. I had some teammates, man. Dwight Howard scares the shit out of me. He just <laughs> looks like a man child. He looks like he could pick me up and just eat me. Yeah, man. He's uh he's 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 one of those freaks, man. It's like even when on the team, the dude would he would work out, but he wasn't working out as much as someone like myself or uh a Jameer or, or a Hito needed to work out to stay lean. The dude, just he's a freak, cut. and he, he ate whatever, and it was still just, like, ripped up. So, yeah, still yeah, built the was, same day, man. The same problem, so. He was broad, man. He was so broad. Did um, any of those guys play golf? Is that kind of – when you, you know were in the NBA, golf? was golf a thing? It really it really wasn't, man. Um, I don't know how long – I think J.J. just picked – J.J. Reddick picked it up. He's not maybe. Three, four, five years ago. So I don't know if he was golfing back then, but it's I kick myself, bro, every time because it's like when we travel to these different cities and teams. Sometimes we might go in a day before, or we might get in mm-hmm. early one day, have nothing to do as, as besides go to dinner with your team, maybe hang out with people if you know in the city or not. But as far as traveling from city to city almost every other day and having these different golf courses that you have access to go play on these courses. I didn't take advantage of that, and that's the one thing that I regret, man. Well, you're probably making up for it right now. I mean, oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Oh shit! I, I I I tell the wife, bro, we are, we don't take any vacations or any trip unless there's a golf course that I could go to. That's how you work it. That's how I work it. She has the golf book too, and so she she right. knows that if she wants to go on a trip, like we just recently just took a quick trip to the Bahamas, so she already mm-hmm. knows the Albany, the one and only, and Bahamas there. That's how you get me to like, all right, cool, I'm fine with it. So, so yeah, what do you do? You just play golf all morning and all day, and she does her own thing, or how's that cookie crumble? Well, she it depends. Like, if we go somewhere on vacation for four to five days, at least four of those days I'm golfing, and she'll golf with me at least three of them. But the other day, she might want to go to the beach, she might want to go to the pool or go shopping, whatever. And I'm like, fine, you know, I'm gonna be gone for five to six hours. So she that's understands. That's awesome. It's a balance with the yeah. wife. You know, but you gotta let she, them. She got the bug just as much as I do. It's crazy. You know, it's funny um, seeing golf. You know, just I feel like even recently, but over the course of the last five to eight, ten years, just kind of blowing up, and people now that are playing golf that you would never really expect to play golf. And I was watching. So you guys tell me what you think about this. 
they were it was the Ravens playing the 49ers the other night and they were talking to Christian McCaffrey about what he got for the team his offensive line and he was saying how he's really into golf now and he loves golf so he bought them all a pair of PXG clubs that's what he said pair now do you think oh. he got them two sets or do you think he meant to say a set of PXG clubs cuz i was like damn if he's buying them two sets I think he probably meant like as far as I got a them set. a pair is like a whole set. Yeah, yeah man, PXG. Uh, shout out to PXG, man. I played in a uh, DJ Khaled's tournament and they gifted me a whole uh, a bag of clubs. And you played? I'm that? hoping that they did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm hoping shit. that they did the same thing for him because those PXGs, man, they can get pricey, bro. Yeah, hell yeah, they can. You do you, you play them? Yeah, I do. But Sorry, I bro. actually, oh, I actually. I, I played the PXGs. I played the tailor-made uh, P7, P790s. I was gifted, uh, I think it's pronounced Mura, Mura Clubs. Mira. I played in uh, Justin Timberlake and uh, Jimmy Fallon at 8 a.m. Hosted one in uh, in Vegas. And so that was one of our uh, our gifts in the gift bag was a set of clubs. So I've been playing with those recently. Before I was cut off by Mr. Bashauer, um, how the hell – the you got into the golf event, DJ's event? Yeah, DJ I mean, Khaled's, yeah. I was watching this thing through Instagram. I'm like, man, this would be so cool. This would be so sick. Everything that was going on, all the, all the swag that people were getting. Yeah, it was. He fought for it to be the first one, man. He did a he did a great job as far as just like the opening dinner. Everybody's mingling, meeting everybody, and then just getting all those different personalities to be in one room and on the golf course and being there on time, bro. He, they definitely did a great job. <laughs> that, that, that is right. Getting all these personalities, these ex-athletes, celebrities there at time is like, yeah. that is a task in itself. But that's another example. DJ Khaled, I mean, my man loves golf. And yeah, again, it's great, bro. You never know when that bug's going to hit you. And it's just like, it's, it's grabbing everybody one by one, bro, it seems like. I'm curious to see what like this whole, because right now, in professional golf, I just feel that it's so divided. And like, I'm not saying I don't like live at all. No, I think that's cool, man. I played in a live pro-am this year. Like it's all gravy, but I feel like the guys have so much tension between each other and maybe not all of them, but like they hate Rory vice versa. Yeah. Rory hates Rory. And then, and then you got this whole thing, John Rahm doing what he did, which God bless him. That's fine. How do you not take that money, do. dude? As as a former athlete, Courtney, <laughs> bro, I if, listen. If listen, I come to you people. as a former athlete, if I come to you and say, "Hey, Courtney, here's what we're gonna do, man. We're gonna have forty games, okay? We're gonna play three on three, and we're gonna give you two hundred fifty million dollars to come do this, but you gotta leave the NBA." Oh, if you're gonna you paying me more than I was gonna make in the NBA, I'm gone. <laughs> But that's what all these guys. I mean, how can these guys that that is money that they cannot touch? Like that six hundred million, five hundred million. I don't yeah, care how it good comes golf down to like, at the end of the day when everybody's an adult and everybody has their family and their motives. It's like, what are you playing this sport for? Like, you want to be a professional because you love the game, but then once you get to the highest level and it becomes a business, and this is how you survive, and this is your livelihood then you have to make business decisions. And it's like, I don't, I don't fault those dudes because listen, they're taking care of their family. This is generational wealth. It's like, you can't be mad at somebody like anybody, like whatever job or occupation you're doing right now, if somebody comes along and gives you the same job, 
for more money, everybody's leaving. Everybody's yeah. leaving. So I don't, I don't, I don't see how people can fault them for it. And I think live coming along is just, it's, it builds to the, the competition. Cause like I see on Instagram, they always have this Phil versus tiger. If they pick their teams and like they go to battle, like that would make so much money because you got people that like understand the live aspect of it and are fans of live. And you got the PGA side who are against them. And so what better than making it a competition? I think that would generate so much money. If anything, I think Live Tour made the PGA Tour better. 100%. 100% because those purses raised too. The purses raised, the social media payouts. Where has all this money been at? Now that you can raise the purses now. Like who's been... Who's been profiting the most off this money? Oh, Tim Fincham. Yeah, so it's just like, bro. And where's he at? You haven't seen him since. My man got exactly. my man got COVID and he fell off the map. Well, what you mean, Jay yes. Monahan? Was it Jay Monahan? Yes, yeah. I don't, I don't fault none of those. I don't fault none of those guys from oh, taking Jay Monahan. And I think the guys that are this mad is like the Rory type things. Is it has? I think personally, it has something to do with like Roy. I grind it to get to my position to be the best to like all the years that I put in this work to be able to have these pots that I'm making in these endorsements. So I'm getting paid this amount of money, but then there's another league that starts and people that I feel that I'm better in are going over there making more money than me. And it's like, I think that's the main thing that gets, gets Rory fired up about it. Yeah. I think too, for Rory, he almost, I think for a lot of European players, the winning PGA tour events, winning majors is so important to them that Rory makes so much money as it is already. I get that, but I think we're at the point now where he's just like, listen, I'm not doing it, dude. I'm now I'm going to make a point. Like I'm going to make a point at this, at this. Oh yeah. Once you, once you jump, jump on on one side of it, bro, it's it's hard to come back. It's hard to come back, man. Cause you don't want people like I told you so now you're a hypocrite. Yeah. So he's standing his stance. John Rom did the best thing. Did not speak a word about live or anything. A hundred percent. Signed his and the good thing, uh, he won those tournaments and it was like, listen, bro, I, I won a lot of the major tournaments now. It's just like, listen, let me go get this bag. Like, don't be mad at I me. I wonder if Tiger in I, his prime, do you think Tiger would leave in his prime? I know Tiger right now is not gonna do it because they're probably paying him under the table to say, Listen, just stay here. Don't do anything. Yeah. I but, don't think Tiger leaves in his prime because Tiger in his prime was like much watch TV for the PGA Tour. So I think at that time they probably would have been like, whatever lives given, we got to give to Tiger. We have to keep him here, bro. So I don't think Tiger would have left in his prime. What do you know about Tiger's clothing deal that's coming up? Have you heard anything? Man, you know what? I used to be endorsed by Nike, but after they, they gave me a 14-year endorsement deal. So I had it for 13 while I was playing. But after that year, after I was done, I mean, all those ties was cut, so I have no inside scoop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's well, interesting. It don't make it don't make sense because Nike is like they kind of faded away from the golf brand, and as far as like clubs and all this Everything. stuff, but they still golf clothes. So it's like, bro, why would you let the goat walk away from your brand? Why would you give another brand an opportunity to put their logo on him? Like, so, so the rumor I heard. Now here we go. This is probably going to be wrong, but whatever. But the rumor I heard. And I have a lot of good contacts in in the golf world. Tiger owns that TW logo. That's his. Okay. Now the rumor is, is that TaylorMade Golf is coming out with a clothing line that Tiger is going to be the front person for. 
next year because TaylorMade Golf, I guess for the last three years, has made so much money off golf clothing, basically branding other brands. So you take Grayson and they put a, sh- uh, a logo, the TaylorMade logo on it or Zero Restriction or Malbin or whatever. Yep. They're, ma- they're seeing how much money they're making off this. Just, apparently they're saying, why don't we just do this ourselves? Now that's a pure rumor that I'm not putting my name behind that, but that's what I've heard. I mean, I wouldn't be mad at that, man. Taylor May makes a good product, bro. Why not get into the get into the clothing line? Well, I mean, but just stick to what you're good at. Yeah, they're good at making clothes for sure. I Drivers mean, for sure. That three wood that they have is sick. That Sim Two which three one, wood. Which, I got the Sim Two three wood, and it is a missile. There's one. The burner, there's one that's like called the burner or something, right? It's like the driver slash three wood. It's like, yeah, club. it's like a it's like a twelve degree driver fairway wood type thing. Yeah. But I mean, that's the thing too, though. T- Taylor made the one thing about Taylor made it kind of gets me a little bothered. I'm a I'm a little bit of equipment junkie. I can tell you are too. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wish they would stick to like one driver a year. It's like two and three drivers throughout the year, and I get they got numbers that they got to hit and all this, but can I like? Can I learn this driver first before you come out with the next driver this year? It's like the iPhone, though, man. That's how you get you get more consumers. You tell them that it's, it's, it's more forgiving and you make more money. I still haven't gotten the new iPhone yet. I'm still on the iPhone 12, but I'm doing. Oh, I'm right oh I might be on a what, – what number are we on, 15 right now? Yeah, I think 15. I'm, I'm two years behind. I got an iPhone 13. Okay. So you're kind of with I, me. We're kind of in the mix. Yeah. Like, bro, it's, they do the same things. I, all I, do, I text and call and then look on – instagram every day it's like this phone yeah. is capable of doing that iphone yeah. just don't slow my phone down which i seen there was a lawsuit somebody was suing them because it was like every time a new phone come out mm-hmm. yeah slow the old one down so i haven't had any issues since that lawsuit so i hope hope they uh stick to the guns they do it yeah and how'd you get linked up with steven malvin we had him on the show as well and and he's got a whole that's a cool dynamic that he has over there man just mutual friends bro i remember uh Man, what year was it? It had to be maybe 2012. Chris Duhon was uh, living in Orlando at the time, and this this guy, Jack, he was a wakeboarder. And so they had an event at a golf course in Daytona, and they asked me to go. And I was like, bro, I don't golf, but I'll go just to go. And so we end up going there, and I met a guy named Ryan, Ryan Everett that was putting on this uh, golf tournament. He, I think he was working with Oakley at the time. And so I was just there just drinking, just having fun and just doing boy stuff. And then uh, fast forward, when I got into golf, I started posting it a little bit. Ryan hit me and was like, hey, bro, I'm with Malbine. We'd love to have you in this tournament that they put on at Art Basel the first year that I got into golf. And so I was like, all right, cool. So I went to it, end up having fun and just meeting everybody. And, and, and Steve was one of the dudes that I talked to for a while. And I was like, bro, I, I love the brand. And then. From that point, has been history. I got invited to pretty much every tournament. Then we did the 100-hole the hike out at, at uh, Pebble Beach recently, and they did the Part 3 podcast out there. So That's I was awesome. on that. And then we just did the, the second year at Art Basel again at this tournament. So how many tournaments are you playing in a year? Oh, man, I got – I don't – what? T- I'm trying to break them all down. Let's see. I, I did the Melbourne – did two of the Melbournes. I did – the 8 a.m. in Timberlakes in Vegas. I did Derek Jeter's in the Bahamas. DJ Cali's in Miami. Uh, Johnny Damon has one in Florida. Uh, man, I'm, I'm forgetting a few, bro. It's going to drive me crazy. The, the Lake Nona one for sure. Uh, I did the, the 
uh, Mike Flasky Payne Stewart won at the Floridian. Uh, but the goal is to get in. I want to get get in the Lake Tahoe for sure. And one of my buddies was on a flight with a guy that does the AT and T one out of Pebble Beach. I guess somebody that was uh, big up in there, and he was like, "Oh, this year they had it where they're doing it for all the pros was in a tournament." But next year, they're going back to doing it with the pros and the celebrity guests. And he was like, bro, you're locked in. So fingers crossed on both of those, man. So we're looking at about a dozen of them. Twelve celebrity pro events you're you're playing in. That's pretty good. You got me beat on the member guests. I play in about five member guests, and I love it. Yeah, man. Once you get into playing those tournaments, member guests, whatever, that adrenaline you get from competing, just having fun, bro. It's just like chasing it. I think the the Tahoe one would be – sick i mean because yeah, that's that, like a that's a yeah, real that's, deal that's, yeah that's up there so those that one in that at&t one bro tahoe first though so talked with a couple people that they're gonna like rub shoulders and bring my name up to a couple people so hopefully hopefully that works out so you talk about how relationships are formed with golf and that's the same thing that we say like having this dinky podcast that we have we've met so many cool people that we would have never met if it weren't for golf. And we put our first Chasing Birdies two-man tournament on this past summer down at the Greenbrier in southern West Virginia. And um, it was a blast. It was, it was, there was only 24 guys, but but we got John Barry to come out. Oh, he's he nice. JB <laughs> came, and you know, he he is fucking hilarious, by the way. Dude, he is so funny. Man, where did uh, I play? I played with him at uh at Sherwood in California. Oh, that's where yeah. he's at with Chandler Parsons. Yeah, man, they took a lot of money from me that day, bro, playing <laughs> Wolf. But uh, yeah, John, John's nice, man. He keeps he keeps that head down the whole swing, bro. I don't know how he do it, but he does it. Yeah, John, yeah, he's it, the best. Man. He's got some. I game. love that guy. Yeah, yeah, him and uh, yeah, they all play out there at Sherwood. And and he's still back in Atlanta too from time to time, but but yeah, no man, it's it's fun. It's fun to think about how how you meet people just by some random shit. But and that's he, he was a guy I just met from because me and Chandler are, are real close, and so we always golf for Sherwood. So one of the days he was out there, Reggie Bush was out there. It's like you just meet these people just because I'm cool with one guy, like I said it. And from that point on, it's like oh, we golf together. So. Hey, we're golfing here. You want to come? Type stuff. So it's definitely crazy how you network and play golf. Have you ever played Gaza Ranch? Man, I had to turn it down. Like they was all from from when we was at Sherwood. We played. We played there, and I want to say uh, Lakeside. And Gaza Ranch was the next place we was going. And I think they went Gaza Ranch, and then they went to the Madison and, and Palm Springs. But I was looking at the flights. And the flight back from Orlando to get back home, I had to stop twice. And I hate connecting flights. So I was like, one, I could do, but this one was having me connect two times yeah. from for a flight that I could have got home in like six, seven hours. It was going to take me 15 to 16 hours. So I was like, ah, I'm going to just fly from L.A. back home. Yeah, I don't blame you. Two's, two's a lot, yeah. dude. Yeah, I turned that down, bro. I wish I would have went, man, because I could have just went back to L.A. and stayed another day or two and took my butt back home. Yeah. What's your favorite place that you've played so far? Favorite golf course I've played? Uh, 
I mean, for the experience and vibes, you can, I, it's always going to be Grove because Michael Jordan was the guy that I looked up to and then just sitting there and being able to talk to him and have conversations about That's basketball. Crazy, yeah. It's always cool. But then I love all those discovery properties like Chilino Bay, Baker's Bay. All those those properties are fire, bro. Like the courses, is like everything's manicured nice. You won't find a piece of grass misplaced. Um, where else? Have yeah. I, I just played. I think it's. Um, yeah, I think it's a Discovery Properties. I just played in Vegas at the Summit with uh, mm-hmm. Marco Mera, and that that course was unbelievable too. How was how was that round of golf? Man, that, from being in, in awe from the course, bro, because they have a view of the strip, and then you just like this course is just perfect. Uh, it was dope. And then uh, Marco Mera, I'm friends with his son Sean O'Mara. They started a clothing line here in Florida called Duvin. And so I always play golf with him. And then I seen him at the PNC last year. And and that's when Mark was like, oh, I got to have you out to Vegas to come play Summit. And it just worked out that I went out there for that that midseason tournament that the NBA Mm -hmm. put on this year and was able to golf. We played the win. We played TPC Vegas. And then we, we played Summit last and was able to play with him out there, man. So, so the guy that I played, uh, I played at Marshall University golf. So we always played Western Kentucky. Always had a college golf event every year, and we would always go up there and play. I forget what golf course it was. If you said the court name of their course, probably uh, Old Stone or Indian Hills. It might have been Indian Hills. No, so they have um, Old Stone, Indian Hills out there in Bowling Green. So we would play up there every year in Western Kentucky's golf tournament. Um, and the guy that was my teammate, you'll meet him if we play that Sunday before. Uh, the PGA show. So, uh, so does Marco Mira, the stories he must have, cause he's thicker than thick with tiger still. Oh yeah. He was, uh, he was telling me one story about, uh, where it was, it was tiger. This was all that hour. If it was, it was Mark tiger, uh, Jordan and somebody else. I can't think who it was, but it was somebody else that had a big name like that. And he was golfing with him. And then he was like, Sean was in school school and he called him and was like and his dad told him who he was golfing with and he was like do you mind if i like skip school and, and come out there and just caddy with you or whatever and he was just like yeah he allows him to do it and i was like bro that would have been the dopest kid experience ever <laughs> so like, he told us a story about that uh man he told us a hundred stories i don't know why i'm drawing a blank right now but it's crazy oh, yeah. that mark is 66 years old but once we started playing golf and having a few drinks, bro, he was just like one of the boys, how he was talking, mm-hmm. bro. You would have never thought, but he was definitely cool. Cool as hell, man. But it's good for these guys to get outside of their, like, you know, you got to be so buttoned up in front of the camera. And if, if, if you're playing yeah. in a tournament, it's nice just to relax and chill, man. Like, if you want to play with your shirt untucked, cool. You know what I mean? Like, you want to smoke a cigar? Cool. You want to have a drink or drop a couple F-bombs? Let's do it. How long do you think it'll be before golf gets to that point to where every golf course around the world is is has that like resort style golf where it's just I like, don't think hey, so. bro, golfing your swim shorts, drink, whatever. I don't you think so. You don't think so. as golf continues to like popularize? I don't ever? think so because I think that people or that generation yeah. like, dies off. Maybe if the generation dies off, but you have your courses that are like, hey, listen, just and I'll respect it, man. We talk about this all the time. Ryan and I always talk about this. Like, you'll respect if they want your shirt tucked in, we'll tuck your shirt in. But if we can play, like you mentioned, Discovery Properties, we play Troubadour a fair amount. You wear barefoot, shirt untucked, and I have the time of my life. So it's, listen, I'll do whatever right. it is. 
I just don't see it going that way because there's so many high-end golf clubs that I think that pride themselves on that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But I do think it's more socially acceptable now to just like have music going and shit like that. 100%. I mean, yeah, sure. I saw a picture of you with Aaron Rodgers on the tee box. Yeah, that was at, uh, that was at Sherwood also. So yeah, what's we, he uh, like? What, did he get it going at all? I mean, I know he's played in a couple of those matches, but he he's a pretty good golfer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh he from that day he was playing as a scratch. Now when he was at that that AT&T tournament where he had a handicap of a 10, I don't know where that came from and he ended up winning it. <laughs> but yeah, AR is good at golf, man. He was playing well. I think uh that day playing based off my handicap, I think I won like 700 from him, man. Me and, me and Chandler collected big that day. Yeah, but do you, the That's boys wild. chirp him so- a little bit? For for that handicap lie, uh, man, I, I like if you if you know him and you play golf with him and you see yeah. that because somebody else showed me the the book where it was like yeah he played phenomenal for being a ten handicap I was like what ten handicap <laughs> so yeah if you know him you know if you know him you know but yeah AR's pretty good man yeah I'd be like dude I mean but then again like you know he might be like well I am a ten I just played really good that day I don't know but. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Could be, um, but I got my respective uh amount of strokes that day, so Yeah. Yeah, that's like you play with people and they and I always get mad at people when I play with them and I know they're not they always try to tell you a better handicap. So it's not even like they're trying to sandbag, but they're like, I'm a two. I'm a three, so I'm good. And I'm like, yeah, Dude, those delusional golfers, bro. But if you like Fine. If you want to lose money, you can be a two. I don't mind. Yeah. Like, you're not a two. But, yeah. all right, we'll play two. So, I'll give you one aside. And then you I'm get waxed. Take- and then you fucking pay me. What's my Venmo? That's what I'd love to hear. 100%. 100%. If you, listen, I don't mind. If you want to reverse sandbag, perfect. Yeah. But why? Yeah. It's unbelievable. Courtney, why would you but, do that? That you're only hurting yourself. I don't yourself. know. Um, I said you're only hurting yourself when you reverse sandbag. Yeah, doesn't doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense at all. Um, so being an athlete like you are, like you were, like you are, are you still training at all? Are you doing any type of recovery stuff, or what are you into now nowadays outside of golf? Man, I tell you what, bro. I uh, my my girl, she owns uh, she has five Pilates studios around the Central Florida area. That uh, I'll go dibble and dabble here and there with those, but those I get too sore from that. So then I end up joining. The F45 classes. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll tell myself, all right, let's, I want to stay in shape, lift weights or whatnot. But then once you get sore and your body feels different and you go out there and try to swing that golf club and you can't hit the ball, you're just like, I don't understand why. I stopped lifting weights. I stopped doing everything because it was messing up my golf swing. So. Yeah. Well, have you gotten into the uh, the ice plunge, the whole trend now? Yeah. A lot. Well, I've been, I've been co-tubbing doing the contrast for as long as I can remember as far as being in the league. And there's a, there's a brand uh, called, uh, I want to say it's called the plunge where they, uh, I got a, one of those extra large, you probably seen on IG, the white tubs that sit outside to stay cold or whatever. So I have one of those and I'm in the process of building a house right now. So I'm, I'm waiting to set that up, but that would be probably 
that we're doing the contrast steam room sauna and then i have a lady that does uh, like the physical therapy stuff like if i get back spasms or kinks in my shoulders from swinging too hard she has a dry needle in oh, i would damn. say those 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 things are the only things that i'm doing right now that's great though everything you just said i mean yeah. i just started with that cold tub dude and i fucking screamed so loud when i got in that thing the other day i didn't scream but i was like Ugh. yeah man the first couple times you do it, if you haven't done it in a while, or you just starting to do it, it gets you. But the key to, to to it is your breathing. If you just when you get in it, it's cold for sure. Everybody is like, but if you focused on your, keeping the same tempo with your with your breathing, like it's it's the best shit ever. Then like after ten seconds, you don't twenty seconds, you don't even notice it anymore. You can sit in there for twenty minutes. Yeah, that's true. I, the longer you got, I got into it, the easier it was. Yep. It's just um, all that, just that breathing aspect. Calm your breathing down, and it's just like you're good. I presume you're gonna put a simulator in your house. Oh, one thousand percent, man! That's Crazy right. story. <laughs> uh, I have one. I have one now that, because like I said, I sold my house and we moved into this condo, and this, the house is pretty much. We have like a week or two left before we move in, but in this condo, I have a, a GC quad, and I bought these PVC pipes from Lowe's with the net and I put the turf in there. And so I'm hitting into like a, a net with the TV right here. But once the house is done, I went to, to T square in New York and I met one of the guys that worked for, uh, for full swing. This guy named, uh, Wes, Wes Armstrong. And so we've been in contact from meeting there and he was like, yeah, he's going to take care of me as far as building a simulator in my house and whatnot. So we just, Signed on the dotted line for him to build the whole Ooh. like go in in the house, so should be legit when it's done. Oh man, dude, that's that be awesome. That's yeah. a game changer. I, oh, for sure, especially in Florida in the summer, bro. Like I said, it, we it rains and then hurricane season is just eight hours of nonstop rain. So I'll be in there grinding. You ever get up to Kentucky at all? Because I know you went to college there. Yeah, I just I went there recently, bro. I uh, trying to think. They put me in the Hall of Fame. When was that date? Oh, nice! Oh. Congrats! Thank you. November November eleventh. I was I was just there, and I went out there and played Bowling Green Country Club. The greens was the fastest greens I've ever put it on. Uh, so the course was nice. So that was the last time I was I was just there recently. That whole dude, like Ohio, West Virginia, obviously Pennsylvania, like that little region. Then getting to Kentucky. I mean, there's scattered throughout. Great golf courses. Phenomenal golf courses, um, really. So we're lucky. I mean, other than the weather, we're lucky where we are. But yeah. have you played West Virginia at all? I have. I haven't played golf where I'm from, Indiana, Indianapolis, Indiana. So that Midwest area, I really haven't. I didn't golf. And the crazy thing, when I played for Memphis, bro, I lived in the in South Wind where they have that tournament at. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. At that time, my teammate Mike Conley was a golfer. Mike Conley, Mike Miller, and Nick Calathis would always try to get me to go out there and golf, and I never did it. And so I would say Bowling Green, Kentucky is probably the only place in the Midwest that I've really golfed at. Yeah, I've never I've never played there specifically, but um, there's that new track coming out in Florida. What's it called, Panther National or some some bullshit like that? Yeah, uh, J- Justin Thompson, he's, he has something to do with that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's yep, I, uh, I don't. I can't. I can't remember the guy's name. The guy that I, I golf with in Vegas with Mark O'Meara. His father was a, I guess, a, a famous hockey player, and he 
we exchanged numbers, so I probably need to figure out what his name was because he was like, yo, when that course is open, he's like, he'll invite me out there to play with him. So I was like, all right, sure, 100%. Just got to remember yeah, who. So, <laughs> yo, I'm going to just text Mark. Who was the guy that we golfed with? <laughs> yeah. Get the, and I got his numbers. Well, listen, man, it was always uh, obviously fun connecting with you here on Chasing Birdies and uh, hearing your story a little bit, chatting golf. But we are going to turn this over to our last segment of the show called the Tap In Segment presented by Betnardi Golf. Jonathan's going to ask you four or five questions that demand your quick-witted response. So take it away, bud. Favorite NBA arena to play in? Staples. Or now it's, uh, they switched the names. So what is it? Crypto? Is it is crypto. crypto Arena or something like that? Yeah, in LA. Is that it? Yep. So that, Staples was the best one for me. On course drink. You said on course drink? Yeah. A tequila mule. Ooh. Damn, you get language. twisted. Boys. Yeah, a little reposado with ginger ale and ginger beer. Can't oh, go wrong yeah. with it. <laughs> <clears throat> Number one bucket list golf course for you? Uh,. Is it Pine? Is it Pinehurst or Pine Valley? That's Pine one Valley. or two. Pine Valley. Pine Valley. Pine Valley. Oh, I got you beat, bud. That's a good one. Oh, you you played it already? Yeah, I've played it uh, twice. Sick. Nice. So, so that's that's the goal. Play as many top one hundred courses I can play before I get out of here. All right. Here's the big question: Free throw to win an NBA final, or a twelve footer left to right to win the U.S. Open? A 12-footer left to right doing the U.S. Open. Uh, I'm going to go with that 12-footer. No. Wow. I'm going to go with that 12-footer. I don't play basketball no more, baby. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure you're not rusty, though, if you had to be. (laughs) Um, Last one. Give me me about 10, 15 minutes to shoot, and it'll come back. Muscle memory. All right, there you go. We'll give you 10 minutes before the NBA final free throw to shoot. Oh, Last one, what are you chasing? I'm chasing scratch right now. Love it. I love it. Well, man, we got some top 100s up here, brother, so you're always welcome. You could knock oh, two yes. off your list. Oh, yes, sir. Bro, you give me a, invite me out there. I'm coming. Yep, you can knock two off your list, brother. But it was awesome, dude. Again, thanks for joining us, giving us some of your time, Courtney. You know, truly, really appreciate it. Man, I appreciate y'all having me. And good luck chasing Scratch. Man, listen, it's a long journey, but I'm going. All right, my man, Courtney Lee. That was awesome. It was so much fun, and it's nice to hear. I mean, dude, as if I wasn't excited for Grove 23 as it is, I'm even more excited to get there and see the vibe and see the peeps and Uh all that. So. I'm really excited. He got me extra excited for that. And um, I, I think for me, critiquing us, I mean, that was just a good interview. It didn't feel like we were just banging away questions and asking people like their whole life story. We're just, we were just having conversations. We were talking. I posed the question to you guys. So hats off to us, Pep, for conducting what we would call a normal podcast where it doesn't feel like it's so interview oriented. And I think that's a good thing for us to try to shift in toward instead of millions just a of conversation. Questions. Yeah, bud. Just like I mean, it's hey. only taken us two years to learn, bud. So that's good. That's good. I'm glad that you caught on to that. And uh, moving forward, we will do it more. But Courtney loves his equipment. I mean, dude, think about all the events he plays in. The Derek Jeter, the DJ, DJ Khalid, Khalid. Mm-hmm. Khalid, or 
whatever you want to call whatever. it. Whatever. He played in DJ's golf event. Um, he's trying to get in a Tahoe, so who knows, man? Yeah. Who knows? That's good stuff, man. Uh, have you ever been to Tahoe? I've never been. Never been. I hear it's incredible. Absolutely incredible. But for us local listeners and people not too far from here, another incredible spot is Nemecolon Resort in Farmington, Pennsylvania. We will be having our Chase and Birdies two-man event there this year. But check them out online at nemecolon.com. They have something for everyone. The holiday season came and went, but it was spectacular. And the spring's right around the corner. Golf courses are great. Fishing's great. Check them out online at nemecolon.com. Thank you to those folks up there, Chris Barron. All you help up there, we appreciate it. Yeah, July 14th to 16th, the Chase and Birdies 2 man at Nemecolon, as Ryan said. Um, details are going to be going out soon. So if you played in it last year, I've already gotten everybody pretty much to commit to playing it last year. We're trying to get 12 more guys this year. So um, it's going to be exciting, and we're putting a lot of time and effort into this and to make it a good one. So, yeah. No, you, you, you're doing Hill it. Park, boys. You like that? You're doing it. Yeah, Goat Hill Park. Shout out John Ashworth. Steve Peering. But I do want to say, bud, it's been a lot of fun with you the first couple of days of the new year. Got to play some golf with you and B-Cats in Tampa, mm-hmm. Florida. Mm-hmm. Knock some rust off the clubs. And then, you know, next week I'll see you at Grove 23. See you at Grove, my man. That sounds good. It just rolls off the... It rolls. It rolls. So I will see you there. Everyone have a happy, healthy new year. Also, stay tuned. We sold out of all those blue t-shirt hoodies, but... Well, we got a reload coming, guys. That's the first. We got a reload coming, so those will be up, I'd say, in the next two weeks. Um, We're getting more grays with the black lettering on as well. And then stay tuned. We're working on a hat or two to get on there. But thank you for your support. Thank you for buying that t-shirt. I didn't think we'd do it, dude. I thought we'd be left over with a bunch of t-shirts again. So thank you. And uh, chasingbirdies.com. Yeah. Let's, let's have ourselves a kick-ass 2024 and a healthy one. Yeah, guys. guys. Let's do it. And we appreciate you listening to today's episode of Chasing Birdies. Shout out to Evo and Allie over at Simpler Media for putting this thing together. And naturally, Jacqueline DiPaterio, Rachel London. Y'all girls are kicking ass. We will catch y'all in two.